What's up, guys? Real quick, man, before we get into the uh, into the video, I know y'all are probably tired of me trying to give this shit away, but <laughs> I'm going to do the contest again. Um, if you want to win autographed Holly Holm, autographed Demetrius Johnson, autographed Donald Cerrone, or a UFC glove signed by Killer Miller, Juliana Miller, um, uh, you got to pick three winners. You got to pick the um, the round and the method of victory, and you can only pick one decision. So, um, three fights, you can do, pick one decision. The other two, you got to tell me the round and the method of victory, submission or knockout. And whoever picks it first can uh, whoever gets it right first can uh, pick which one of these they want, and I'll send it to you, man. So, um, I know almost nobody ever tries to win, but. Uh, I don't know why either, man. All you got to do is get three choices. You might want a free autograph print. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, that's it. So enjoy the video, man. And, uh, Watson, Watson, what's up, Bob? <laughs> what's up guys. We're here to go over UFC Vegas 76 Strickland versus Magomedov. And, uh, but first, I mean, not much to go over on the, uh, the results from from uh, the last card, I, like I told you guys, I didn't really have very much money on that card because uh, a whole bunch of fights that I felt like could really go either way, and I wasn't super confident really in anything. So I had, I did have like a, a half unit on Ronnie Lawrence, and of course that was a no contest, so I got that back. Um, and then I had, um, I think a, a couple hundred bucks on Lucas Almeida as an underdog. Of course that didn't pay off. And uh, I did have a bunch of like parlays and stuff of of all my posted bets. Uh, the only ones that that uh, the only one that hit was um, it was a two man parlay of Ronnie Lawrence and Carlos Hernandez. Of course, they didn't pay me for the Ronnie Lawrence part, so I just got paid for Hernandez. So that helped me get some of my losses back. But I, I still ended up making a uh, making some money on the car, dude. I I went ahead and I was a little bit frustrated, you know, because I I wasn't winning any money and whatever. And, uh, not that I had too much on the card anyway, but I was a little bit frustrated. So I was doing some pretty, pretty hefty live betting. Uh, I live bet Bledda, I live bet Petrosian, uh, live bet Cannoneer, you know, I'm just basically risking way too much money to win too little, but I was able to recoup my little bit of losses and make a little bit of money. So, uh, I don't recommend doing that chasing your money. It's a bad thing, but I do it sometimes I'm guilty. So, um, but yeah, so um, uh, please like and subscribe. Uh, I what I do if you're new to the channel is I go through and uh, give my picks out for all the fights, and then at the end of the video, I give out all my bets for the card. And um, you know, if you're if you're if you don't want to watch the videos or or whatever, and you just want to see my picks and my bets, you can go to my Instagram, uh, High Kick underscore Fight Picks, and you can see all my stuff posted on there. Also, I post my uh, bet flyers and stuff like that with all my picks on them in my uh, community tab on my YouTube channel. 
So if you're subscribed to my channel, they'll pop up on your feed and you can see all this stuff then that way as well. Um, what else? <laughs> we already lost quite a few uh, fights off this card, man. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of good fights. I mean, some of these people have been replaced. I mean, uh, Yana Santos's opponent uh, was Macy Chase on, and now she's fighting Carol Rosa. Uh, Benoit Saint Denis was supposed to take on Vince Pichel, and now he's taking on uh, Bonfim and uh, Jordan Levitt versus Elves Brenner. Um, Brenner is taking on Guram Kudalite right now, and uh, Drew Anderson Brito versus Cushion Askabov. Um, Askabov pulled out due to an injury, and uh, as of right now. As of right now, this isn't a. There's not that many fights on this card, you know. Um, hopefully, they'll throw some more stuff in there before before it comes time, man. Uh, I think there might be eleven fights on this card, but uh, yeah, I guess the. Uh, this is the card, man. Uh, by the way, this is the card that uh that we've been waiting for, man. I feel like there's a lot of money to be made on this card. And uh, a lot of a lot of really confident picks on this card as well. A lot of really good fighters. Um, a lot of money could be made on this card, man. If you play your cards right, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it, man. You know, I, you know, I'm a big Guram guy, uh, Kudalice. Um I had a ton of money on him, and he was supposed to fight like a week or two ago, and it fell through. And now he's on uh, this card. So you can guarantee I'm going to be loading up on him as well. I mean, he's already a pretty hefty favorite, but I'm okay with it. Um, I got him at a minus three fifty, so I won't ruin all my bets for you already, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of really good prospects and guys that are on good runs right now on this card. And, uh, I feel like there's a lot of money to be made on this card. Yeah, man. Uh, let's get into it. First up, we got Yana Santos taking on Carol Rosa. Yana Santos is 33 years old. She is 5'8 with a 68 and a half inch reach. She is 14 and 7 and 4 and 4 in the UFC. Uh, yeah, so her last time out, she uh, came back after a long time out and didn't look very good. Um, you know, she was she did fight Holly Holm, which is kind of a big you know step up in competition to be jumping in after you've been out a while. Um, I personally didn't think she had any business being in there with Holly, who should probably be fighting for a title right now. Um, just coming off such a long layoff, man. Uh, it's, it's just wasn't, it wasn't a good fight for her for sure. She may look a little bit better in this match. Um, Yana has been a lifelong martial artist. She has, um, seven wins by knockout on her record and she fights well in the clinch. She was charging forward a lot in her last fight, which generally isn't a good idea. Um, you don't want to get caught running into a punch. So Worry about that if you're planning on putting money on her. Um, she has a, she's made a lot of improvements, you know, since being in the UFC. Um, she's been she's been using a really you know kick heavy attack in her last few fights. Um, she does get hit quite a bit because mainly because she's just rushing forward all the time and not using head movement. So uh, she's gonna have a one inch reach advantage here. She's a pretty tough chick, man. I just don't understand why they're kind of really pushing her to the top of the division. You know, I mean, Carol Rosa just fought in a title eliminator fight up at uh, 145. And then, you know, the, and so now they're, now she's taken on, or she, and then Santos took on Holly Holm and uh, Irene Aldana in her last two fights. And I just didn't quite see, you know, what she has done to be up there in the top of the division, right? you know, fighting way up in the division like that. I don't really understand it, but maybe they see something that I don't. 
But she's taking on Carol Rosa. She's 28 years old. She's 5'5 with a 67 and a half inch reach. She is 16 and 5 and 5 and 2 in the UFC. And yeah, Rosa's a very talented, uh, very talented fighter. Um, her last fight was up at 145, and it was a pretty close fight. Um, in my opinion, Dumont was just a lot bigger than her, a more natural featherweight. Uh, she got bullied around a little bit, but it was a, it was a pretty close fight. Um, she has great jiu-jitsu, pretty fast hands. Uh, I believe she will have the grappling advantage in this fight. Um, she uses good dirty boxing up against the cage. Uh, she has good sweeps and, uh, good sweeps, sorry, and, uh, trip takedowns. Um, you know, I don't have a whole lot more to say on this one. I, I really do think that Rosa is better everywhere the fight goes. And, uh, you know, aside from maybe having a bad weight cut and maybe that costing her the fight, um, I believe she's got this one in the bag and I'll take her to get the win by decision. Next up, we got Guram Kutalice take on Els Brenner. And Guram is 31 years old. He's 5'11 with a 72 inch reach. He is 12 and 3 and 1 and 1 in the UFC. Yeah, man, this guy's he's he's really good, man. A great grappler, great striker. Um, he beat Matuas Gamrot in his debut. Um, and I thought he won his last fight as well against uh, Demir's Magulov. It was a very close fight. Um, he has great Muay Thai. He's very dangerous off of his back. Uh, powerful kicks, technical striking. You know, I think this guy's a lock on this card. Um, it's it's kind of hard. You know, it's gonna be kind of hard to find a whole lot of people that are gonna get get the better of Guram, man. He's he's very tough, and I can't wait to see him more active. You know, and fighting more regularly because I think he'll just get even better. Um, he definitely hasn't had an easy fight in the UFC yet. Um, he's got great takedown defense. I mean, I really just can't say a, enough good things about this guy. I mean, he had like 80 kickboxing matches, tons of grappling competitions. You know, he's a very high-level striker. Um, he likes to end his combinations with leg kicks just about every time. Uh, he's got really good head movement. Um, he fights very well in the clinch, good elbows in tight in the pocket. Um, you know, when he throws knees, he leaps into them. You know, very hard knees, uh, very fast and accurate. You know, he makes reads very well as he's... You know, as he's fighting, he picks up on everything that his opponents are doing and he adjusts to it. And you'll see him doing that throughout the fight. And you would think that would be a given with, you know, most with most fighters. But really, a lot of them don't don't do that. They don't pick up on those things. Um, and like I said, I had a big play on him, you know, before. So I'm planning on putting money on him again here. And uh, he's taking on Elves Brenner. He is 25 years old, 5'10 with a 72 inch reach. Their, their reaches are dead even. Um, he is 14 and three and one and zero in the UFC. And, uh, yeah, my opinion, Ella Brenner shouldn't have won his last fight. Um, I thought he clearly lost that fight. Um, he's got 11 submission wins on his record that were pretty much overall, you know, really low competition. And, uh, I don't think it holds up in the UFC, honestly, you know, he fights in kind of like a Muay Thai style, but if you look at the differences in the form of these two, these two guys, when they're throwing strikes, um, Guram is way better. Everything he throws is like perfect. You know, um, perfect technique. And uh, Brenner did eat a lot of punches in his last fight, you know, which is why he should have lost. Um, he appears to have a pretty good chin, uh, throws a lot of front kicks. But, I mean, I think Guram advantage for sure and the power advantage. And I, I'm going to keep it really short. I'm taking Guram, you know, by knockout. And I'm going to say uh, I'm gonna say he catches him with a head kick in round two because he throws those those very, very, uh, very sneaky kicks, man. He almost caught Demir with a few of those. And, El and Brenner is pretty slow moving in and out of the pocket, and I think he'll be there to be hit. Next up, we got Alexander Romanov taking on Blagoy Ivanov, unfortunately. <laughs> um, Alex is 32 years old. He is 6'2 with a 75-inch reach. 
He is 16-2 and and 5-2 and in the UFC. And, um, you know, Alex kind of got, he kind of got exposed by, you know, Ty Burra in that fight. You know, I mean, we already knew that he had a bad gas tank, but he was kind of able to skate by with it. Um, you know, whenever the, the Juan Espino fight, he clearly would have lost that fight if he didn't, you know, say he couldn't continue from a kick in the nuts. So, um, but as soon as he started fighting guys that are a little bit more higher level in the UFC, he hasn't been able to get the wins. Um, I can give him a pass on Volkov because Volk is a really bad dude, you know, um, you know, very, very good striker. Um, but you know, Romanov has good wrestling, but he uses like power takedowns rather than like smooth double legs. You know, he just kind of like picks guys up and slams them around, uh, which doesn't help his gas tank. Um, his striking really isn't all that good. So aside from being like a big, powerful guy, that's very explosive for the first round and, uh, now, aside from his grappling advantage, you know, he's not very well-rounded as, you know, as you would think, you know, he had a lot of hype coming into, you know, the UFC and these last few fights and everything he used to be a very big favorite, but, you know, now we know that's not the case. And, uh, he also came in quite a bit heavier, you know, in his last fight than we've ever seen him in his career. Um, I probably had to cut weight to get down to the 265 limit and he didn't look good at all, man. So, I mean... All that being said, this is a very winnable fight for him if he comes out in good shape. You know, they'll if if he comes out, you know, the two forty Romanov, not the two sixty five, I could see him having a lot of success in this fight. And maybe he's worked on the cardio, maybe he's gone and trained at elevation, you know, make the improvements, adjust. Um I feel like the UFC is trying to give him a fight to get back on on track here. Um, he's gonna have a two inch reach advantage. Um and this is a very winnable fight for him, you know. Um even Ivanov hasn't really looked all that great as of late. And uh, Ivanov is 36 years old, 5'11", with a 73-inch reach. He is 19-5 and five and 3-4 and four in the UFC. And uh, Ivan, Ivan, uh, Ivanov was a... Um, having a brain brain aneurysm right now. Um, Ivanov was a Sambo champion back in the day. He has the tendency to slow fights down and be pretty boring. Um not a lot of people are very excited to see this guy fight. You know, he's going to hold guys up against the cage and fight in the clinch, uh, which could work. and tire him out. You know, he's just, he's just got to make it through the first round, really. You know, I mean, Romanov's going to have the speed advantage. And like I said, Ivanov hasn't looked very good in the UFC. And uh, I hate having to pick either of these guys, but I'll say that Romanov's probably going to swarm him and get a finish in the first round. Um, but if he doesn't, you know, I would live bet Ivanov uh, for plus money because, you know, Romanov may gas out. He might have a good round, your first round gas out, and then you can get a good price on, you know, uh, Ivanov. So I would watch how Romanov looks, you know, at the at the weigh-ins and uh, see if he comes in around 240 or 265. Um, but, yeah, I'll take him to get the win. We'll, I'll, say, I'll say TKO by ground and pound in the first round. Um, but, yeah, I do look for that live betting opportunity. Next up, we got Kevin Lee taking on Renat Fakhradinov. This is going to be a very exciting fight. He's old. He's 5'9 with a 77-inch reach. He is 19-7 and 11-7 and and in the UFC. And, uh, you know, Lee had a good run, you know, back in the day when he came into the UFC. He has a wrestling background, um, but he is he's 3-5 three and, three and five in his last eight fights. So... Not a, as good of a run as of late. Um, he left the US, UFC for a little bit and uh, went over and to Eagle FC and fought, you know, the uh, 
the corpse of Diego Sanchez and uh, then came back to the UFC. I guess maybe Eagle FC was offering him a lot of money. I don't know, but uh, excuse me. And uh, he's going to have a three-inch reach advantage in this spot. You know, he's only got three wins by knockout on his record, which I find pretty crazy because he's a very powerful guy. You know, he's he's really, really big, strong guy. Um, he has eight wins by submission. He's got good takedowns and takedown defense against most guys. Uh, but we're going to find out, you know, um, just how good it, his takedown defense is in this fight. Um, he used to fight at lightweight, you know, and he was he was a really big lightweight. And you know, I think he I think he moved up. You know, he still looks big at at welterweight. You know, he's very fast. He uses his jab really well. Um, lightning fast head kicks. That's what he uh, knocked out Gillespie with. I mean, that was a sick knockout. Um, you know, he's only really lost to, you know, the really tough guys in the division, you know, Oliveira, Ferguson, Dos Anjos. Um, he's definitely dangerous. This isn't going to be an easy fight for Renat at all. And, uh, he's taking on Renat Fakhardinov. He is 31 years old, six foot tall with a 74 inch reach. He is 21 and two and two and zero in the UFC. And, uh, yeah, man, I had my doubts about this guy coming into the UFC you know, I thought maybe he was getting easy fights, blah, blah, you know, I mean, because he looked kind of like he had a padded record, but, you know, he's carried over the impressive performances into the UFC. You know, Brian Battle is a very tough guy, and he made it look easy with his wrestling and takedowns and his pressure. Um, you know, he shows lots of knockouts and submissions before the UFC, uh, but he has fought pretty safe in the UFC. He has amazing cardio. Um, he comes out there, he ragdolls guys, you know, that are bigger than him, throws them around like it's nothing. Um, good submission defense. He's never been submitted. He's on a 16 fight win streak right now. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, <laughs> his, uh, he likes to trap the arm behind the back and beat guys up, you know, on the, on the ground from top position. He's always pushing forward. And, uh, even though I want Lee to win this fight, um, I got to go with Renat, you know, I'm going to say he wins by decision. Um, but if Renat can't get Lee down, you know, it could be a very close fight and Lee will have a chance then. But uh I know I know Lee's a good wrestler and whatnot, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Renat still may be able to get those takedowns, so I'm gonna go with him to get the win by decision. Next up we got um Ivana Petrovic taking on Luana Carolina. <clears throat> and uh Ivana is 29 years old, uh, 5'8", with a, almost, a, it says 70.9, let's just say 71-inch reach. Um, she's 6-0, and and this is going to be her UFC debut. Um, she's the uh, Aries flyweight champion. All but one of her wins have been by finish. She's pretty tall and long for the weight class. Um, she's going to have a 2-inch reach advantage here. Um, she's from Norway, and uh, since I've got uh, 5% Norwegian in my DNA, I'm a fan of hers, I guess. Um, she went through some adversity in her last fight. The girl she fought was very tough. She got dropped and had a bad first. Um, she has good trip takedowns, good elbows from top position. Uh, she's never been submitted, um, even in her amateur career. Uh, she's got, she's got great five round cardio. You know, she was a champion. She's fought the five rounds. Um, she's a good looking woman, you know, good grappling and submissions. Excited to see her in the UFC. I mean, if you're interested, she does have a YouTube channel that is, it's just under her name. Um, don't confuse it with the other girl um, who has the same name that does. I don't even know what she does, but all of Ivana's stuff on her YouTube channel is just like behind the scenes stuff from her MMA career and stuff like that. Um, it's pretty cool to watch, you know, if you're interested in, in knowing more about her, I guess. 
Um, she's taking on Luana Carolina. She's 30 years old, 5'6", with a 69-inch reach. She is 8-4 and four and 3-3 three and three in the UFC. Luana is the more experienced fighter. You know, she has the UFC experience. Um, and as bad as she has looked at times, she does have a win over Lupita Godinez on her record, you know, and Priscilla Cachuera. Um, You know, she's a tough Muay Thai striker, likes to hold her opponents um, up against the cage and throw knees to the body. She throws good combinations. Um, she does throw kind of wild at times, you know, real wide shots that can look pretty sloppy. Um, I could see her having success in the striking maybe, but... I don't know. I think I think Petrovic's going to have success with her grappling, probably. Um, I've tried to put faith in Luana. You know, I, I kind of want to pick her. Um, this is kind of one of those trademark fights where, you know, all the hype's on the new girl and the veteran, you know, comes out and gets the win. Um, I definitely don't think Petrovic should be a minus 230 favorite. Uh, it's her debut, you know, and she hasn't really fought any tough competition. Um but I am going to go with Ivana. Um, I'm going to pick her to win by decision just because, like I said, I've tried putting faith in Luana before. And it's like every time I do, you know, she loses. And But we'll see. We'll see how good Ivana really is in this fight. Next up, we got Benoit St. Denise taking on Ismail Bonfim. It's going to be a very exciting fight. Um so Benoit St. Denis is 27 years old. He's 5'11 with a 73-inch reach. He is 10-1 and 2-1 and and in the UFC. Yeah, Dennis, Dennis got his ass kicked in his debut, man. You know, And then uh, he's had he had two pretty easy fights after that. And, I mean, like he looked really good in those fights, but neither of those guys that he beat have had you know a win in the UFC. Um, he's going to have a 2-inch reach advantage. Um, he is very good, man. You know, uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, there are a lot of fights that I would pick him in and even put money on him. I mean, tons of them. He's very tough, very talented. Um, all of his wins have been by finish. He hits very hard. He's a good striker, um, throws hard kicks to the body and legs. Uh, <clears throat> he has given up a few takedowns in the UFC, and uh, I definitely don't think he's going to have the grappling advantage in this fight, even though he does tend to get quite a few takedowns. But you just got to look at the level of competition he was taking on. You know, um, he pushes a very tough pace. Um, he can be very wild at times. He's very tough. Um, has good submissions. Most of his wins have been by submission. Um, I could definitely see him getting gassed out in the third round, you know, if it made it there. Um, he's a real tough guy, and he pushes a really hard pace. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if he can keep up that pace into the third round. You know, um, his last two fights, I think, ended in the in the first or second round. So, But we'll see, man. And uh, he's taking on Ismail Bonfim. He is 27 years old, 5'8", with a 71-inch reach. Um, he's 19-3 and and 1-0 and in the UFC. Um, he's got nine wins by knockout, four by submission. He's on a 13-fight win streak. Um, he made Terrence McKinney look easy in his debut. Um, Ismail definitely has definitely beaten the tougher competition. He's very fast and explosive, good takedown defense. Um, he counters very well. Um, he beat a very tough, very experienced guy on the Contender Series. Um, who was that? Russian guy, I think, yeah. Nariman Ab Abazov, a guy that was 28 and 3, so, yeah. Um, where was I at? Um, I think I think Bonfin's going to have the striking advantage. He's way faster than Denise. Um, if, if Denise can get him to the ground, he has a good shot at winning this, but I think Bonfin's takedown defense will be enough to keep it on the feet, and I got to go with Bonfin here. You know, I like what I've seen out of him more. Uh, and against 
just basically both of these guys look unstoppable, but you just got to look at the level of competition, you know, that they have fought and Bonfim's fought the way tougher guys, man. And, uh, you know, I, I got to go with Bonfim. Um, I, I, it's hard to, it's hard to knock out Denise. He's never been finished. You know, this could be a very close fight, honestly, but I'll go with the, you know, the more experienced Bonfim to win by, uh, let's just say submission round three, man. Cause both these guys are finishers. So, I mean, most likely somebody's getting finished, even though I don't think either of them have been finished. So I'll say maybe, uh, maybe, uh, St. Denise, uh, gets a little bit tired and sloppy in the third round and Bonfin maybe drops him and jumps on a rear naked choke. Next up, we got Abdul Razak Alassane taking on Bruno, um, Vieira. And, uh, Alassane is 37 years old, 5'10 with a 73 inch reach. He is 12 and five and six and five in the UFC. And, uh, he's a very, very powerful striker. He's a good striker. Um, all of, all of his 12 wins have been by knockout. Um, everyone kind of started counting him out after the chaos Williams knockout. He kind of got caught with a punch very quick in that fight. Um, but he's a very good fighter, man. He throws a, a very vicious head kick. You know, he's jacked, um, very strong. Um, he's been working on his wrestling and grappling quite a bit. He's looked a lot better in that aspect of his game. Um, in his last fight, he looked amazing. You know, he worked very well in the clinch up against the cage and got the knockout. Um, if his nickname holds true, man, it, it means he has a judo background. You know, his nickname's uh, Judo Thunder. Um, he trains at altitude, so his cardio, you know, should be uh, should be up to par. And uh, he's only been finished once, man. And once again, this is a tough fight that I think could go either way. And, uh, you know, Alessandro's going to have a one-inch reach advantage. And... Uh, you know, on my notes, I went ahead and picked this fight, but in the back of my mind, I'm really fighting myself on it. Um, uh, he's taking on Bruno Fiora, and he is 30 years old, 5'10", with a 72-inch reach. He's 10-0 and and 1-0 and in the UFC. And uh, yeah, this is another guy who's a finisher. All of his wins have been by finish. He's undefeated. Obviously, he hits very hard. Um, I will say that he didn't look particularly good in his debut, you know, until he landed that big shot and got the knockout. He was losing to Gregory Rodriguez. And, uh, you know, Rodriguez is pretty dumb for going in there with, you know, he has a clear grappling advantage over most people. He's a very talented grappler. He just doesn't ever use it. You know, he went in there and chose to strike with a knockout artist. And, you know, uh, it's just, it was just a dumb decision on his part. You know, Gregory was looking pretty good. He was landing all kinds of good shots and everything, but all it takes is one from this guy, man. So, uh, there's a difference in power there. And uh, both of these guys that in this fight are very powerful, man. It's hard to say that either of them is more powerful than the other. Um, you know, and all of all of Fiara's wins have been in the first round, so you know we don't know what his cardio is going to look like if it's good. You know, he's he's only been fighting since 2019 as well, so there's that. You know, if he gets if he gets taken, you know, into the deep waters, you know, how well is he going to hold up? He's a short, stocky guy for the division. You know, he honestly looks like he could make 170 if he wanted to me. Um, he switches stances a lot back and forth, you know, real smoothly. He throws a lot of good kicks up the middle. Um, he darts in, he darts in and out whenever he's uh, whenever he's striking in and out of the pocket. And uh, I can't say anything about his ground game because we haven't seen it yet. Um, and in my opinion, there's, in my opinion, man, there's a clear path to victory for Alisson. You know, he needs to go out there and do the same thing he did in his last fight and get the clinch and wear on Fiera. You know, up against the cage, try for a takedown and get him out of the first round and wear on him, you know, and, uh, 
that doesn't mean that he's going to do that. You know, I, I really do want to pick Alisson. He's more experienced. He's fought the better competition. Um, you know, but can he get around the power of Bruno? So, you know, this is one of those fights, you know, that's, it's a guaranteed live betting situation. You know, either, either Bruno gets the knockout in the first round or, you know, you live bet Alisson after the first or halfway through the second. And, uh, you know, this is kind of tough, man. I really want to pick Alisson, man. I really do want to go with the veteran, you know, the guy that I feel like, you know, if he goes out and does the same thing he did in his last fight, same situation, you know, um, could very easily, you know, control and win this fight. So, uh, and he's only been finished one time, man. You know, it's not like he got knocked out a bunch of times, you know, um, and I, I, and I, on my, on my notes, man, I, I did go ahead and go with Fiara, man, but you know, um, this is another one of those situations like, like last week, man, you know, um, when I started doing my notes on the uh, Kang versus Quinones fight, I really wanted to pick Kang. I really wanted to. I was telling myself to, you know, and I guess just the, I looked at the odds and all the people on Tapology going with Quinones, and I watched his tape. I was like, hey, he's pretty good. But, you know, I saw, I did notice that Kang's, you know, a very talented striker. He's throwing those straight punches right down the middle and busting guys up with it. And I really wanted to pick Kang, but I guess I just kind of let myself change my mind and go with whatever fucking everybody else was saying. And that happens sometimes with me, man. I'm pretty good at not doing that shit anymore, but I really did want to pick Kang, man. And I, and I didn't, and I was mad at myself that I didn't because that's who I wanted to go with originally. And I just don't want to look like an idiot, man. If I go with Alisson and goes out there and gets knocked out, you know, I'd, uh, I did say in my notes, I was going to go with Fiara. I just wonder if Alisson can slow this guy down, man. I guess... I guess... Um, you know what? I'm just going to... For the purposes of my YouTube channel, <laughs> I'm going to go with... Uh, I really do want to pick Alassane. Man. I'll take Alassane. Fuck it. <laughs> I'll probably regret it. Maybe you guys shouldn't listen to me, but you can't say that I'm wrong, that there is a clear path to victory here for him. And... You know, going back and watching the tape on, you know, Freyara, um, man, you know, he's he's good, but he's kind of just like a wild striker and got very powerful. And uh, I just, it sucks because you don't know if Alisson's going to stick to a smart game plan. I mean, everybody ought to know that that's the path to victory here is to do that. But uh, I'm going to go with the veteran, man. Screw it. I'll take the risk. I do it all the time. I'm always taking my underdogs. Y'all know that. Um, next up, we got Max Griffin taking on Michael Morales. This is another one I'm excited about. And uh, Max Griffin is 37 years old, uh, 5'11 with a 76-inch reach. He is 19-9 and 7-7 and seven and seven in the UFC. And, uh, yeah, Max has been around a while, man. You know, but it kind of seems like every time he steps up in competition, you know, he, he can't get the win. You know, I mean, his best win as of late was Carlos Condit, uh, but that was, you know, the 2021 Carlos Condit, not Carlos from back in the day, like title fight, 
Carlos, you know. Um, let's look at his let's look at his record real quick, and I could uh, maybe you'll agree with me or whatever. But uh, I'll show you what I'm talking about. So let's go down here, and you know, he obviously he made his debut against Colby Covington. You know, he lost via ground and pound. It's a tough fight for anybody. You know, um, um, next he fought Eric Montano. I don't know what happened to that guy. And then he lost to um, Elizu Zaleski, a very tough guy. Um, then he beat Mike Perry. And then he lost to Curtis Millinder and Tiago Alves. Um, then he then he beat Zelm Amadov. And then he lost to Alex Morono and Alex Oliveira. You know, and Carlos Condit, which is the old Carlos Condit. And he stepped up to Neil Magny, lost that fight. And then he went to a split decision with Tim Means his last time out. So that's not a good look. You know, um, Tim Means is a very tough guy, but he's late in his career. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's Max does hit very hard. He has good boxing. Um, he looks to me like he tends to slow down quite a bit, you know, in the second half of the fight. Um, he's getting up there in age. He's almost 38 now. I mean, he's always live for a knockout. He's very fast in the first round. Um, he was eating a lot of lave kicks in, the, uh, in his last fight, um, which are usually there for anybody who wants them. Um, he was loading up a bit too much in that fight, man, which is probably why he slows down so much. He was just really loading up on his shots. He hurt Tim at one point, and uh, then he was just loading up on everything, and he visibly slowed down, like I said, in the later half of the fight. Um, he is a very good fighter, man, you know, and I actually I actually made the mistake of picking him against, you know, Mil, uh, Neil Magny. So, you know, I thought that I was pretty confident in him at that point. But, <laughs> um, yeah, man, you know, Neil did his thing, so. And he's taken on Michael Morales. He is 24 years old, six foot tall, with a 79 inch reach. He is 14 and 0 and 2 and 0 in the UFC. And uh, yeah, Morales is a very good prospect. You know, he jumped in the UFC with a big knockout over Trevin Giles, who is actually a really tough guy in my opinion. Uh, Morales has 11 wins by knockout, and you know, though most of his wins have been in the first round, he has gone the distance a few times. Um, he's an amazing striker. He's going to have a three inch reach advantage here. Um, he's the real deal, man. In my opinion, there are some. There are some, you know, things that maybe, you know, maybe he's, I'm sure he's worked on them too, you know, but maybe like pacing himself a little bit more, you know, stuff like that that could help him, you know, down the road. Um, you know, a pretty good takedown defense. Um, he's definitely going to have the striking advantage here, and I believe he's going to have the power advantage as well. Um, if he gets Max out of the first round, I don't think he has anything to worry about. Uh, Morales has good sweeps off his back. You know, it's it's been 10 months since he fought last, and I expect him to look even better. Um, and I'm definitely going to be going with Morales to get the win by a second-round KO. Um, I think he's got it in the bag, man. He's a very sharp striker, and uh, yeah. And next up, we got Ariana Lipsky taking on Melissa Gatto. And uh, Ariana Lipsky is 29 years old. She is 5'6 with a 67-inch reach. She is 15 and 8 and 4 and 5 in the UFC. And uh, yeah, I gotta say, man, I, I think Lipsky has kind of turned a corner in her career, man, because you know nobody thought she was going to beat JJ Aldrich her last time out. She was a big underdog. I mean, she dominated that fight, man. She looked better everywhere. You know, she looked big and powerful. Um, if the same Lipsky comes out, you know, that fought JJ, she will definitely win this fight. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, she has a few knockout losses in the UFC. 
Um, at least one of those was up a weight class, you know, and she had a bad weight cut. And, uh, you know, she was fast in her last fight. She was countering with three or four punch combinations, throwing a lot of kicks. Um, she was throwing good knees in the clinch and making Aldrich pay every time she went for a takedown. Um, you know, she was doing a, a good job moving side to side and in and out, which can make her harder to hit. Um, her head movement could be better, but like I said, that movement side to side and, and darting in and out of the pocket, that kind of helps. You know, um, she doubled up JJ on strikes landed. Uh, she seemed to really have made a lot of improvements, man. So, uh, as good as she looked against JJ Aldrich, it's hard to hard to counter out, man, anymore. I know everybody was down on her because she had a couple knockout losses, but um, she's taking on Melissa Gatto. She is 27 years old. She is 5'5 with a 69 inch reach. She is 8 1 and 2 and 2 and 1 in the UFC. And uh, yeah, Gatto's, Gatto is a girl I'm pretty high on. You know, she was primarily known for her jujitsu before the UFC, uh, but she came into the UFC, man, and got a couple finishes with her striking. Um, she also has a win over Carol Rosa on the regional scene, and I believe that's the fight that got her to the UFC. Um, in her debut, she broke Victoria Leonardo, uh, Leonardo's arm, I think, with her kicks, and uh, she looked pretty sharp, man, with her striking in her first two fights. And you know, she uses good inside trips. She's going to have a two-inch reach advantage. She's a very good grappler. Um, she goes for submission after submission on the ground. Very aggressive off of her back. Uh, you know, Gatto is definitely going to have the uh, jiu-jitsu advantage. Uh, but Lipsky has never been submitted. You know, Gato did get taken down a lot in the uh, Cortez fight. Uh, struggled a bit with the wrestling. And this could be a pretty close fight, you know, on the feet. Um, everyone's going with Gato here, man. I really feel like it could go either way. And uh, I know Gato's the favorite. And uh, as long as Lipsky keeps it on the feet, you know, she's got a chance to win. And I'm going to pick her to win uh, as an underdog. Um, I think she'll be able to keep it on the feet. Next up, we got Demir Ismagulov taking on Grant Dawson. And uh, Demir is 32 years old, 5'10", with a 74-inch reach. He is 24-2 and 5-1 and and in the UFC. And uh, yeah, Demir's an amazing fighter, super well-rounded. Um, the main question I had to ask myself you know, for this fight when I was doing the tape was, do I think... Dawson's wrestling is as good as Armand Sarukian's, and I definitely don't. Um, and that means that Demir has a good shot to win this fight. And uh, he's never been submitted. Um, he has a uh, he's only won one fight by submission. Um, he has twelve knockouts on his record. Um, even though he hasn't got one in the UFC, he has very good kickboxing. He's very powerful. He hurts guys. Um, good takedown defense. And just because Armand got him down doesn't mean he can't stuff the takedowns. I mean, he made Armand work really hard in that first round trying to get takedowns, and he would just keep bouncing back up to his feet. Um, you know, it was very impressive, very high-level stuff. Um, Demir's going to have a two-inch reach advantage. Um, he throws very technical strikes, nice straight shots. Um, he counters very well. He's got good sweeps. Um, you know, he works very well off of his jab. Everything he throws is, like, off of his jab, man, and you'll see that. And he has great cardio, um, which is an advantage that he's going to have in this matchup for sure. Um, and he's definitely going to have the striking advantage as well. Uh, yeah, Grant Dawson has never fought anybody like Demir Magulov yet. So, um, Grant Dawson is 29 years old. Um, missed weight his last time out. That's something else to worry about. Um, 5'10 with a 72-inch reach. He is 19-1-1 and 7-0-1 in the UFC. And, uh, yeah, the first thing I noticed looking at this match on paper is Demir's fought the way better competition um, second thing I noticed was, you know, watching the tape is that Grant has a tendency to gas out. 
Um, he's usually almost always dead in the third round. Um, he went to a draw with Ricky Glenn, but if Glenn had like another minute to work in that fight, uh, Glenn would have finished Dawson for sure. Uh, Dawson was gas. He got destroyed in the third round. Um, and Glenn hasn't looked very good since, so that's not a, not a good look. Uh, you know, Grant beat an undefeated guy last time out in Mark Matson, but I was never high on Mark. You know, he almost he almost lost to Clay Guida, you know, an aged Clay Guida, like just not too long ago, Clay Guida. You know, I love Clay to death, but, you know, if you're an undefeated guy and you're struggling to beat Clay Guida at this point in his career, man, you know, uh, it's not a good look, man. And I, I never really did think Mark Matson was very good. I thought they were, they were giving him favorable, favorable matchups and he was still struggled with, you know, a few of them. Um, Dawson has a wrestling background, you know, that's how, that's what he's known for. You know, um, he has a lot of submission wins on his record, uh, 23 to be exact. And, uh, it's a lot of submissions, man. Uh, I must have, mar- I must have marked that wrong. He ain't even got 23 fights. <laughs> Let's see. 13. It was supposed to be 13, not 23. Yeah. Let me, let me correct. Where was I at? Uh, his striking has definitely improved a lot since he came into the UFC. Um, the way I see this fight going, man, is is Demir is going to make Dawson work for the takedowns really hard like he did Armin in the first round. And I, I'm not sure Dawson's going to be able to get the takedowns. And uh, and since Dawson's cardio isn't the best, he will tire. And I do believe Demir is going to take over. And, uh, you know, as, as gassed as Dawson gets, you know, in the third round and the way he was looking against Ricky Glenn in that fight, man, is, you know, he, he very well could get finished in the third round. Um, you know, I know Demir has been winning nothing but decisions, so I'll say he wins by decision. Um, I think maybe maybe it's a close first round. Demir takes over, and I think he will. The striking in, on the feet is not elite. You know, Dawson is not, not on his level of striking. And uh, I don't think Dawson's level of, you know, wrestling is... It's quite as good as Armand's, so uh, I do believe that Demir is gonna 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 get the win here, and he's a good price right now, minus one fifty five. Um, I would say jump on him while you can. You can almost never get him at that price. And uh, yeah, man. So next up, we got the main event. Oh, and I wish that Demir Dawson fight was five rounds, man. <laughs> that would be nice. Uh, next up, we got the main event: Sean Strickland taking on Abus Magomedov. And uh, this is going to be another one everybody jumps on me about, man. So, uh, I love I love the controversy, kind of. I mean, I like everybody to be respectful and everything, and I do appreciate all you guys for being very respectful in the comments and everything. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it does kind of bring a smile to my face when everybody's like, dude, there's no way Emmett's going to beat Taporia, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, the reason I know is good, and I actually, you know, want him to win the fight, um, and it hasn't happened yet, so we don't know, but the reason I'm going with them is because this isn't just a, a channel where I pick, you know, um, winners, you know, it's a, it's a betting channel. And in my opinion, it should be, a, he should not be that big of a favorite. And I think the value is more on Josh Emmett. So that's why I go with them. You know, it's not that I don't think Taporia is an amazing fighter. You know, I just think that, that, uh, that the line should be a lot closer against somebody as good as Josh Emmett. So, um, so y'all got to take that into account, you know, when, you know, I, I know, I know these guys are good, man. So don't beat me up too bad. Um, but, uh, Sean is 32 years old. He's six one with a 76 inch reach. He is 26 and five and 13 and five in the UFC. And Sean's super tough, man. He constantly moves forward. He has great boxing. I um, mean, he hasn't been getting a whole lot of finishes lately, but he usually lands a ton of volume. 
And, uh, you know, the rumor is he's actually a really good grappler. He just doesn't use it ever. It's not how he likes to fight. I mean, he definitely has five-round cardio, and, and, you know, his cardio and his pressure are his best weapons, you know, in my opinion. Um, you know, his last fight was was at 205. Um, I don't think he's going to have any trouble making the weight, though. He never does. Um, that was a short-notice fight, you know, he had with Imavov. So, you know, it was at a catch weight. Um, you know, Sean's style, you know, does worry me at times because, you know, against really good, you know, strikers with big power, him just walking forward like that, you know, he will get caught kind of like he did, for, you know, by Alex Pereira. And, you know, we we really know what to expect from Sean. You know, it's always the same, same game plan. Fight's always the same. And, you know, he really does, he did surprise me quite a bit, you know, um, as good as he's looked, you know. Um, you know, I thought Imavov, you know, was gonna it was going to be a lot closer fight, and Sean made it look pretty easy, you know. Um, didn't get the finish, but it was impressive performance for sure. And uh, He's taken on Abus Magomedov. He's 32 years old. He's 6'2 with a 78-inch reach. He's 25-4-1. And one and zero in the UFC. So there's a lot of unknowns with this guy. If you haven't watched his career in the other promotions, um, it's like why are they pushing this guy to the top of the division? That's what everybody's saying, you know. And you know, you think about it. We have that question a lot, and sometimes we find out there's a reason for it, you know. Um, and there is a reason for it, uh, you know, whether he deserved it or not, or has earned it, you know. I mean, he's he he has had a very good career. Um, you know, we just haven't seen him take on UFC-level competition yet, so everyone's counting him out, you know. And if you go back and look into his uh, into his career, you know, before the UFC, he put together a really nice run. Um, hasn't lost very many times at all. You know, he went 4-1-1 one, one in the PFL, um, undefeated in some other organiza- organizations, and uh, 14 knockouts, 6 submission wins on his record. Um, he's only been knocked out once in his career. Um you know, he has, he's a very good, powerful kickboxer, and, you know, a lot of people won't agree with me on this, but, you know, I think Abus, you know, is the better striker here, and uh, a lot of people aren't going to agree with me, and uh, I definitely think Abus is going to have the power advantage. Um, he throws great front kicks up the middle. That's what he caught uh, Stoltz with in his last fight, caught him with that, then finished him with the punches in, like, I don't know, 20 seconds or however long that fight was. Um, you know, what What advantages do, does Sean have? You know, um, probably he could have a grappling advantage, but he never uses it. Um, he does have the five-round cardio. That's his biggest advantage in this fight. And, uh, you know, that's his best shot here, really, is getting the fight to the later rounds. But, you know, Abus tends to finish everyone in the first or second round. So, you know, I, I kind of think that everyone doesn't quite understand how good Abus really is. And, uh, and you know, I like my underdog shots, so I'm going to pick him to get the win. Uh, I'm going to say he wins by second-round knockout, man. Um, if you go back and watch his fights, watch his knockouts, he's very sharp, very fast. And uh, if Sean's going to go out there and walk straight forward and try to walk Abus down, he will get caught, guys. So <laughs> um, maybe not everybody sees it like I do. But that's the pick. <clears throat> so that's all my picks, guys. Um, as far as bets go, man, I got a... I got a three-unit play on Garam Kudelice at minus 350. That's probably the lowest you'll find him at, and I think he's already up to like 375. Um, a two-unit play on Demir Ismagulov. Uh, that's minus one two-man parlay. Morales and Fakhradinov. That's plus 110. Um, that's one-unit play. And then I've got 100 bucks on Abus. That's plus 135, just a little something. And then uh, they don't quite have all the uh, fights on this card yet on Bovada. They might have them on bet online or somewhere but right now as far as like bigger parlays 
have got a um, Guram, Demir, uh, Morales, Bakrudinov, Bonfim, which is plus 525. And then I made another one with all them, and then I added Abus to it, and that's plus 1,325. And I will have other bigger parlays. I'll post them for you guys. Uh, but all, not all these fights are on are on some of the betting websites yet. They're still they're still adding them. So, um, what else, man? I guess that's it. I guess that's it for me, man. Please like and subscribe, man. I really appreciate all you guys. Uh, please comment. Tell me what you think. Um, and uh, also, my I think I forgot to say earlier, my show is available on Spotify. Um, iTunes, Pandora, Rumble, um, all the major streaming services. If you want to look, you know, watch it on there or listen to it on there. I like the videos better. So I understand why nobody watches me on there, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, like I said, please like, and subscribe. Thank you guys so much. And, uh, y'all have a good one, man. I'm out of here. <laughs>